Okay. So there we go. Okay. Um, but I'll just get into it with my hosting voice. So are you good? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Hi everyone, welcome back to Learning and Earning and a whole brand new season. Um, and today we have our very first guest on our season three. So would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Yes, of course. So my name is Vanessa Quiroga. I am currently a master's student in the School of Social Work at IUPUI. So I'm, my concentration is in children, youth, and families. Um, with the School of Social Work, that also means you come, it comes along with a practicum. So just like nursing, how they have clinicals in social work, you have a practicum. So my practicum is currently at Global Preparatory Academy, Riverside 44, um, which is really close to IUPUI actually. And I have to get about 15 to 20 hours a week. So it takes up a lot of my time on top of classes. Um, but I am an, the social work intern there. So I work with a lot of children and families. I also work at the Multicultural Center at IUPUI, and this is how I learned about your, um, your podcast, because our director, Karina, um, asked me if I'd be interested in doing it, and it sounded like a cool opportunity. Um, I also am a volleyball coach, so I coach volleyball for the academy, so it's on the east side of Indianapolis. I coach 16-year-olds. I'm an assistant coach, so that's a lot of fun. It takes up most of my nights. Mm -hmm. Since they're older girls, we practice late at night, so I usually have the 7.30 to 9.30 practice, which isn't fun getting home at 10, but, <laughs> um, and most of my weekends are taken up because we have tournaments. Like, next weekend, we're going up to Fort Wayne, which it sounds fun, but it's, there's nothing to do in Fort Wayne. Yeah, um, I'm actually, my hometown is about like 15, 20 minutes from Fort Wayne. So that's, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm from, I should say that I'm originally from Northwest Indiana. So up by the region, the lake, I actually did not know it was called the region until I went to college that they mm -hmm. called it the region up there. Yeah. But that's where I'm from. So I think that's like an hour to west of Fort Wayne, I think. I don't know. Not that good at geography, but um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I feel like that was all encompassing. Oh, I did graduate from IU Bloomington in May 2020. So in the midst of the pandemic, I graduated on my couch. So that was exciting. What a way to end it. I know. I, I can't wait till like years down the road when I have kids and I'm able to be like, you know, when I graduated college, I didn't get anything. I didn't get a little five. I didn't get a graduation ceremony. Yeah, you're be, like, <laughs> I want to be one of those moms. Yeah, just like, I sat right here on this couch. <laughs> um, but obviously, you're a very busy person. And so how has your experience with time management been? Have you been good at handling it? Or was it a learning process? Um, I feel like it's like a double-edged sword. Like there are times, like this is my first year having Google Calendar and it has seriously saved my entire existence having a cool Google Calendar because I keep everything on there, every job. Even if I have like, I'm hanging out with a friend or I have a FaceTime date or I'm going on a podcast, like I put it on there because if it's not on my Google Calendar, I'm not doing it. And that sounds dumb to say, but like that has kept me so on track. But I feel like my entire life, like high school through now, I've always had like a lot of things to juggle. I think I just work better when I have like so many different facets and so many different people I'm working with. Um, but the other side of that is that the other side of that is that I'm 
like tired. Like if somebody wants to hang out on the weekend and I have nothing to do, I'm like, I'm tired. I just did a whole week and I've been working like eight to eight. And I keep telling myself that this is just temporary. Like this is just my grad program. Like I'm not going to have three jobs forever and go to school. It's just for right now for me to like make a living and like continue living in an apartment and eating and like this is just Mm -hmm. for this time being so I feel like there are times where I'm really on it and I'm really good about it but there are times when like I take for granted that like I wanted to hang out with my friends but I can't because I have no my energy has been taken up throughout the entire week yeah and I feel like too it's so important that you mentioned that because it's really important for an individual to like utilize their self-care and know when they need to just have time to decompress and just have alone time in their own space rather than go, go, go constantly. And that's such a useful skill to learn. Yeah. I feel like people like, especially in today's society, people have a lot of hard time saying no. I mean, I know that I do. Like if someone asks me to do something for them or with them, it's so hard for me to say no, because I'm like, well, I'm busy next weekend. So it's not like I'd be able to hang out with them next weekend. So I should hang out with them this Mm -hmm. weekend but then I also feel bad saying like oh yeah I'm free but only between seven and nine or like I'm only free between these hours so I'm only giving them like so much of my time so much of my energy so yeah I feel like it's good to say no but sometimes it's hard for me to say no because I don't always get the opportunity to like see people or like have that fun like 20s life yeah yeah (laughs) how like with that how much has your social life changed with being busier from last year to this year so I graduated in 2020 and then I did a year of service with AmeriCorps um, and I was placed in Indianapolis so I was working in nine to five and I coached volleyball but just those two managing those things I had just managing those two things I still had a social life like I was able to go out and hang out with friends and now that this year has rolled around and I have school and my practicum and more jobs I I don't really have a social, I mean, not, I don't have a social life. There are times when I do like this weekend, I'm going to a Super Bowl party. So like, that's something to look forward to, mm-hmm. but I don't always get that. And then in like for the new year, I made a resolution that I need to try harder at maintaining my friendships since I'm getting older and all my friends are like moving away. There has to be more effort in your adulthood to like maintain friendships, whether that's like a, sending a text, like, Hey, I miss you or sending a random valentine's day card or like sending a snapchat memory just to show that you're thinking of that person just to make sure that you're still maintaining those friendships because it's so hard when people move like far away and you don't get those like quality time yeah and it's important too where like when you're super busy to just tell them like hey i'm thinking of you i know we haven't talked in a minute but just been busy but i love you you're great and just letting them know that you care Oh, 100%. I do that. I try to do it as much as I can. And as soon as I get a thought of someone like, oh, I wonder how my friend so-and-so is doing. I'll text them like, oh, I hope your finals are going well. Or like, if my friend Snapchats me and says she's getting her nails done, I'll text and be like, hope your nails come out cute. Like, send me a picture. Like, just little things like that to show that you're hearing them. You're like, you want to be a part of their life. You're still interested. Like, I know I don't have time for you, but I just want you to know I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I do that. I'm, I'm a big card writer like I'll do holiday cards I'll do Christmas cards (laughs) cards I love it I'm in my 20s and I still send like little like um like valentines with like the to and from I I just like (laughs) I want to make sure that people 
feel special. Yeah, and it's like a childhood memory too, where you would all pass out Valentine Day, Valentine's Day cards and just give them to each other. Yeah, like, I can't believe, like, at such a young age, you were taught that, like, you love everyone. Give everyone a card. Yeah. Anymore, but I still do it. <laughs> I still love it. I support that so much. Um, so we talked about kind of our social life, but so when you were at IU and just, like, throughout time so far, how did you manage to balance school and work? And do you have like one great successful tip for how you did that? Um, one successful tip. I would say calendaring out your time. And when I say calendaring out your time, I even mean your self-care time, mm -hmm. your going out time, like make sure that's in built into your schedule. Like I truly believe that self-care needs to be built in. I wish I just had a class yesterday where the teacher asked, like, do your like supervisors or your bosses at work make sure that you are utilizing self-care every day or like it's implemented in your calendar because it should be. And I was like, that is so true. Like you should be checking in on people and be like, is that in your calendar? Like to do this or go get your nails done or go get your hair done. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my biggest tips is to calendar everything like just make yeah. sure that it's on there because if you put like i'm gonna read for 30 minutes today it's on your calendar you're you set aside time to do that so that's my biggest tip is to just put write everything down and like you don't have to do a whole month i think taking it week by week like let me see what i have going on this week let me see what assignments i have going on this week or what time i can do these assignments and then doing it that way that way you don't feel so overwhelmed i feel like when you try to calendar out your whole month of assignments, your whole work schedule, or when you're getting paid or when you have to pay bills, it gets overwhelming. At least for me, I think it's like a lot to see a whole month or three months. So I do it weekly. Like I'll look ahead to my week and be like, okay, what do I have coming up? So that's my big advice. Calendar everything and take it little by little. Don't do big chunks because it's too much. Oh yeah, I agree. I have learned throughout the years that I am very much wired to where I can't do a month ahead, I have to do even just the day because sometimes life is just so overwhelming that you're like, I'm just going to plan out today, do it, and then tomorrow I'll do it then. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly feel, and I was feeling this, this yesterday on my hump day, that I, I feel like I always get a curveball. Like I feel like I, life always has to throw me I know yesterday, I woke up super early because I had to package drop up at UPS and then I was going to go to work. Like I timed everything out. I even looked up the time on the, on the website to make sure, okay, UPS opens at eight. That's perfect. I'll get there and then I'll go to work. And then I get to UPS and there's a, a paper sign on the door that says, sorry, we open at nine now or something to that effect. And I was like, of, of course you do. Of yeah. course you open at nine. Or I was at, in one of my classes and I was, gonna get dinner for my boyfriend we had been talking about bourbon chicken and how we want bourbon chicken from the mall I know that's random and I was like yeah that's perfect like I'll pick it up after class look up the time in the mall the mall's closed closes at seven I was like you know what I can never I can never get my way here and like I think that's another important thing is like just let it roll off your shoulders because if I would have let those all those little things because those weren't even like the the there was more to Wednesday that like bottled up if I would actually yeah. let those like weigh me down I would just be angry all the time and I'm just like you know what that's just my life I get a curveball we keep it moving I'll I'll deliver the package after work or I'll figure out another day to get bourbon chicken like it's not that big of a deal 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really have to learn that. Um, do you have like any other tips for when you're kind of feeling overwhelmed or like life is too much? Is there anything else that you do that helps you, you know, stay motivated and kind of have a more positive outlook rather than just being like, I can't do it anymore? I think here are my two biggest tips. I'm a, this is my social work hat being put on. I really think people need to be allowed to feel their emotions. So if you're upset, be upset, like mm-hmm. just be mad and then keep it stepping. If you want to cry, cry. Like, I, I don't think, I think the societal implication is to like, hold it in, like keep it stepping and hold it in. But if you're upset, you're upset. If you're defensive, be defensive, like just let it out and then keep rolling. Cause I think once you, once you bottle that all in, that's when it builds up. That's when you're like, and then another tip I have, I do this, not a lot, but when I need to, is I call somebody and I'll, when I answer the phone, I say, are you busy? I get a yes or a no. And then I say, can I rant? And I get yeah. a yes or a no. So if I get to rant, I'll be like, give me two minutes just to be like, this, 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 not happen, but it's okay. And I'm going to keep going. Just let me rant for two minutes. I do that with my mom and dad. I always ask I'm like, are you busy? Can I rant? Mm-hmm. I'll do that with like my friends or my boyfriend. I'm like, can I rant please? So that way, like, if they say, no, I'm busy, I'm like, all right, I'll call the next person just to let it out (laughs) and then keep it going. Yeah, it's so important to have a support system. And I also love that you mentioned that you asked, like, are you busy? Because it allows for them to kind of have the time to think, like, you know, do I even have the emotional capacity right now to, like, handle it? And it's just a respect thing, really. Well, that's like what I want. Like if someone were to call me and just start yelling at me or just start going, I'm overwhelmed. I'm taken aback. Like, give me a second. And I, my dad's the one who taught me that because I used to be like that. Like if, especially in high school and like undergrad, if something was going on, I called my parents, I would just start like just rambling. And he's like, Vanessa, I have a call or I'm at work. Like you can't just do that. You have to like see what I'm doing. So now because of him, I'm like, Hey, are you busy? Or I'll text. I'll be like, can I FaceTime or can I? just to make sure that like they have the capacity, whether that's the time capacity, emotional capacity, mental capacity to handle what I'm about to just get out. And it's not even that I need a response. It's not even that I need a, a, a supportive response or a, like an explanation or rationalization. I don't need any of that. I just need to let it out and then keep going. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that like, that has taken time for me to learn and like realize that like, I'm not even looking for anything in return. Just let me let it all out. And then I'll, I won't say anything. Yeah. And then I'll spend your day. Yeah. Cause like really a lot of times it's like, you don't really need someone to give you advice or to like, just give you feedback. Really. You just need them to listen mm-hmm. so you can rant and then you can be like, I feel so much better. And I have like, I think I have been that friend that is, I've asked, I'm like, what are you looking for in this moment in time? Are you looking for advice? Are you looking just for me to console? Are you just looking for a shoulder? Like, tell me what you need and that that way I could be there for you to support you in that time. Mm-hmm. And I think that I have, I have this mental like state because I'm a social worker, because I've like taken these courses that I know, like not everybody's needs are the same. Mm-hmm. Not everybody needs a social worker. Not everybody needs a therapist. Like everybody needs, everybody's needs are different. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, not all my friends are like that, but I know that I'm like that where I asked, like, what do you need? How can I best support you in this time? And so I, not that I expect all my friends to be like me, but I think they know me well enough to be like, okay, Vanessa, 
what do you need right now from me? Yeah, for sure. And so kind of going back to self-care, do you have a number one tip or kind of your like in your own experience, do you have any ways of self-care that work best for you? Yeah, I think, I know everybody like reads the self-care books or the self-help books or like you have teachers telling you go to the gym or do yoga or do this or do that. I think it's important for people to find what they enjoy mm-hmm. to be their self-care because if you're taking everybody else's advice to go on a hike or like do yoga, like that may or may not make you happy. Like yeah. truly do what pleases you or you're never going to feel that self-care. You know what I'm saying? And if it's like 10 different things, do those 10 different things. Like once a month or every other month, I try to get my nails done. Mm-hmm. It may not be my best financial decision, but like it makes yeah. me feel good. And so I do it. It makes me happy. I also like, it may not feel good financially. So you have like that, what's it like buyer's regret or like money regret or whatever it's called. Yeah. But now I'm walking around with nails and I feel cute. Or if you truly like going to the gym, do that. I think people get stuck on like what everybody else says they should be doing for self-care. Mm-hmm. But like if it's knitting, knit. If it's like making a quilt, make a quilt. Yeah. I think, I think there's just, like I said earlier, I think there's just too many societal implications on people of what they should and shouldn't be doing that self-care unfortunately falls into that bucket as well of what is self-care. Self-care can be going on a drive at midnight, you know, yeah. like it, it literally could be anything that makes, that sparks joy for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that I've had to learn because like I love listening to podcasts and I love reading but I, for some reason, I don't like it when it comes to self-care. Like, I just feel like I don't listen to, like, self-care podcasts or, like, life and wellness ones. Like, they just don't register that much with me. So mm-hmm. I've learned, like, my form of self-care, even though I love podcasts, it just looks different. And I use self-care as, like, taking a bath or listening to music and going for a drive, like you said really that's it's such a personal thing Mm -hmm. and I think people are just so like oh my teacher said that yoga would be a great self-care I hate yoga I hate Mm -hmm. it I don't I think it stresses me out more than anything because I can't do what everybody else is doing and it's I can't breathe like everybody else is breathing yeah (laughs) or uh meditation meditation stresses me out like I know these things so I'm not going to partake in them for self-care if it's but I know that a Zumba class oh, that will, that will change my mood in 32 seconds if I just start dancing. And I know that because that's what I love. And I know that uh, meditation and yoga is not going to do it for Vanessa. It's not, no, absolutely not. I'm right there with you. I, <laughs> there's something about just like the slow movement that I can't get into with like yoga or meditation. I'm very much more like a, I want to move fast and like do something fun. So I feel you. I feel bad because like a lot of therapeutic techniques for children is like breathing exercises just to like regulate their emotions or get them grounded because they're kids. They don't really understand their emotions. So I do a lot of like breathing exercises with kids or like where you, where you trace your hand and you breathe in when you go up and breathe out when you go down. Like I, I preach a lot of that, but I don't practice it. Like I (laughs) cannot do breathing exercises at all because I'm stressed of like, when does my breath go in and when does it go out? Or like at the end of a Zuma class or at the end of yoga class when they're telling you like, 
breathe in for five. And if I can't breathe in for five, I'm stressed out that I'm off pace with everybody else. Mm -hmm. I feel bad because I'm preaching what I don't practice at all. Yeah, no, I get that. It's, but really, like we've said, it's such a personal thing. And it's really like, what works for you is what works for you. And that's something that you have to learn through trial and error. So it doesn't hurt to try new things and see like if it makes you feel good. But if it doesn't, then it's like, I can move on to something else and see how that makes me feel. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's a learning process. And with that, um, we always like to wrap up episodes by asking our viewer, our, our guests, oh my goodness, um, what they have been learning and earning. Now, this doesn't have to be specific to what we talked about. It can literally be anything. It can be the most random thing ever. And you can focus on learning or earning it's up to you but what have you been learning and earning wow i love that question um have you ever heard of imposter syndrome yes okay well that is something that i have been like thinking about or like feeling or trying to get out of for a while now and it was so weird because i've been reading a book and one of the chapters was called imposter syndrome and i feel this in like so many facets of my life like i could go to volleyball practice and I've been coaching volleyball for this will be my third year now and I still feel like oh my god are the girls gonna listen to me am I gonna do okay is this gonna be an okay practice like Mm -hmm. I still get those imposter syndrome feelings and I was reading a book and a lot of it says that that's innate like that sometimes you're just like born with that and it could be from so many like different historical things like I'm a minority I come from a, a Hispanic descent that could be why I have imposter syndrome because no one's ever thought that Hispanics could mount up to anything or that could be because in high school I was like in all the smart classes but I felt like the dumb one in all the AP classes or it it is just innate and it's built into and it's something that is not just going to turn off it's something that you have to work intentionally to turn off and I think that was just like so powerful to hear that like it's okay to feel that way but you're going to have to work to turn it off or like to not feel that way and I know I don't think a lot of people know about imposter syndrome I don't know. I don't think a lot of people know how many people feel that way when they go into the workforce or when they go into college or when they go into different stages of their lives, how natural it is to feel that you won't be capable for it. And it also has to do with confidence. Like if you don't go into things with confidence, you're going to have imposter syndrome and feel like you can't do it. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing that I've been learning about and want to continue to learn about and to work intentionally not to feel that way because like whether I believe it or not, I'm a capable woman and I will be capable in the future. And I just need to keep like telling myself that. So that is something that I have been learning and want to continue to learn about that. Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that because even for me, that's something I just learned about within the past year. And I didn't really know a lot about it. And now that I do, it's kind of comforting in a way because you're like, I know this is a thing and I know that I can work through it and I have to hold myself accountable to do that. Yeah. And like, I just, like I said earlier in this podcast that like feelings and emotions are natural and imposter syndrome is a feeling. So it's natural to feel that way. And I think people have a difficult time registering that, that like emotions are natural to feel a type of way so if you realize that imposter syndrome is natural and now you're okay with it that's when you can start working to get rid of it or work against it or combat it or however you want to like describe that bat internal battle 
mm-hmm. even like going on this podcast, I was like, I've never been on a podcast. Like, how am I going to be able to do this? But I have to think to myself, you've done public speaking. You've like worked for a nonprofit that you had to talk over Zoom. Like you work from home, like you'll be fine. But it was that like prep up for myself or that like motivational speech for myself to say that you can do this. It's nothing that you haven't done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was really powerful. And I'm glad that you talked about those things. And you were awesome to have on the show. I feel like people are going to love this episode. If you ever want a whole episode on anything I talked about, hit me up. If you ever want a whole episode on imposter syndrome or being Hispanic in a very Caucasian community or like I have so many ideas. So if you ever want to talk about anything else, please hit me up. (laughs) Oh, for sure. We would definitely love to have you come on again, because those are important topics that we should be talking about, especially like in college. Yeah. And I feel like when I say things, people are shocked, like, especially in the workforce. In one of my classes, I said that I, during interviews or like hiring processes, I always ask like, what does the diversity look like? Am I going to fit in? Is this going to be okay? Is this like, what is the population I'm working with? Does the, does the ratio match? Like people are so surprised that I asked that, but you have to, you have to ask that to feel comfortable and it's okay to make your employers feel uncomfortable to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic, but I just wanted that to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely important. And we'll definitely be having you on again. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, I'm so glad that you came on. And thank you for tuning in to the Learning and Earning podcast. And until next time. Okay, that was great. You are such a natural too. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That was a great conversation.